0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode 14 of Running Partners with me Alison and me Paul. Today we're going to be talking mainly about hills, uh, different hill training, different types of hills, different lengths, that sort of thing. But first of all we've got some shout outs to do from some people that have got in touch this week. So Paul do you want to go first?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we had a nice Happy New Year's message to from Riz. Uh, so, Happy New Year to you, Riz, and thanks for listening to the show. Uh, a nice review on Spotify from Sean. Uh, so, we appreciate that. Thank you, Sean. And as ever, if people want to leave us a rating or review, it's it, it's really helpful. Gives us good feedback about the show, and it, and it helps. Hopefully helps direct other people to it as well. And then also connection from Duncan on Strava, specifically in relation to last week's episode where we talked about coaching and training and mentioned a few apps you can use. Uh, And Duncan mentioned one called Trinara, um, which... Either of neither of us had heard of. No, um,
0: I think it's it sounds similar to the runner app yeah, we we're talking about. Yeah,
1: so gives you uh, personalized training plans, and it looks like there's kind of three different pricing models. So a free a free version a kind of light version or a pro version with different prices per month with kind of coaches behind the scenes supporting development of the plan. So that's another one, Trinara. Um, so thanks, Duncan, for, for flagging that. People might want to have a look at that.
0: And we also came across another app called Cooper. Yeah. I think London Marathon are using... Yeah. I think, yeah. again, it's something that you have to pay for, but um, London Marathon are, are sort of promoting it. So I'm not oh, sure... what? So
1: people who are in the London Marathon, do they get a... An offer or something like that?
0: I think so. I'd have to look at the email again. But yeah, it was mentioned in their email. And they've got some free training plans as well. So I think it was just an offer tied up with that. Okay.
1: So yeah, those were all the mentions I had. And I think you had another one.
0: Yeah. So Paula from Lincoln got in touch on Instagram. And um, she's really complimentary about the podcast. So thanks, Paula. Glad it's helping and you're enjoying it. Um, She raised um, an, an interesting question about whether uh, people run with someone during a race or not. I know lots of people run in training runs with someone else and that can help increase motivation and, and kind of pass the time if it's a long run, can't it? But she asked whether I run with someone during a race and generally I don't because... I just feel like it's a bit. I get a bit under pressure if I'm trying to keep someone else's pace. So, or I think that I'm slowing them down, or that sort of thing. So, it's quite an interesting thing. And I think it's some people like running with people in races, don't they? And I've got some friends that like to do races together. I have re- I have run with people before, but I think that you need to have a bit of a plan before you start, don't you? What about you?
1: Yeah. So. So I'm. It's probably a bit of both. So I've I found on the kind of races where I've been targeting a time or a particular pace, whether that's a 10k, half marathon, or marathon. Typically, one of those distances on the road, I prefer to to run alone. Really, it's not to say that particularly on a marathon during the course of the race you might have spells where you're running alongside someone, you might chat for a minute or two, and then you you kind of naturally drift apart one way or the other. So, But generally, because I like to focus on what pace am I doing, what time am I doing, am I on target, all that sort of thing. But I found for some of the longer races, particularly trail races, ultra races... I've either done them with someone, so and Marco I've talked about quite a bit on this podcast. We've done quite a few races together and we've run together. I often feel like I'm slowing him down, but he doesn't seem to, he doesn't seem to mind, so so it works out alright. Or there's been a few races where I've met people on the race and you've just I've just found that I'm running at a similar sort of pace as them and you've ended up running the race together, particularly where you're in areas where you don't know the the location, so it's new, it's kinda of, kind of a m a nice comfort to you know if you're going to get lost you'll get lost with someone else rather than on your own so so I like I've enjoyed it in that in that respect and I suppose one of the good aspects of running I've found is like meeting other people but you might do that before or after a race but you obviously can do it within races as well.
0: Yeah I guess you just need to maybe if you if you're starting off a race with someone have a bit of a conversation about what you both want to do and I think that it becomes a problem when you're running at a pace and then you feel like you're not in a good rhythm, isn't it? Because you're with someone and... You're trying you're to either, run their pace. Yeah, you? you're trying to run their pace or... And then, maybe you know, it could be that they're going a bit faster than you and you're trying to keep up and you don't want to go too fast at the start of a race, do you? Or it mm. might be that you're running faster than them and you're, you can't kind of get into a flow. So mm. I think probably about deciding what you want to do and I suppose it's different a bit different with ultras isn't it because you're not really thinking about pace as much are you
1: no no you're not and also the usually you'll be running a bit slower because it's more about endurance over time so you're right pace isn't as kind of important and therefore usually when people are running slower together, the ability to kind of run at the same pace is kind of easier. And you might be walking some bits up some hills and stuff, stopping to have something to eat and drink. So all of that comes into play. So, yeah, I think your idea of a conversation, and and usually if you're at the stage where you're thinking of running a race with someone, you've probably trained with someone, hopefully you're comfortable enough to say, how are you going to run it? You know, because even if people are targeting the same time, doesn't necessarily mean that running together is the right thing does it because no. people some people like to start you know start mm. fast and then slow down some people it's the other way around some people like to met like you like to metronomically run every mm. mile at exactly the same Even pace if it's uphill. yeah yeah you must <laughs> hit that sort yeah. of number that you've targeted so uh, so it was a, a really interesting question thanks paula hopefully that's like yeah,
0: I think Paula discussion. was saying that her brother was gonna run a marathon with her and she was worried that he's a bit faster. But I think if he wants to pace Paula, then that's okay, isn't it? As long as he knows what he needs to do and he's kind of willing to do that. Yeah, yeah, cool.
1: So thanks as ever for your feedback. So whether it's over the app through Um, facebook instagram strava you can find our or in the show notes all the ways to get in touch with us so it's great to hear from people and yeah keep the uh, interactions coming
0: okay so what running have you been doing this week paul
1: yeah so so what have i done this week so i went out on monday for an easy run so that was new year's day slightly late night new year's eve which was nice with with our relatives who were here, so we had a good time with them, but it was a bit of a late night. So Monday, I just did seven miles easy. And then Tuesday, I did an interval session. So the whole run was about, I think it was about an hour and 15. I managed about 11 miles. And in the middle of that was uh, 29 minutes of intervals, which was like a pyramid. And so they were all in timed slots. So I did one minute, three minutes, six minutes, nine minutes, six minutes, three minutes, one minutes, one minute if that all Mm -hmm. makes sense, with a two-minute recovery between each and a a warm-up run and a a cool-down run. Um, And I was aiming for around six minute mile pace for all on average for all those. The one minutes and three minutes were a little bit quicker than the longer ones. So that went well. So that was a good interval session just to get my kind of get going again after the uh, festivities and the break over Christmas and New Year. And then since then, I've done easy runs on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, all around an hour. And then I'm going to do a long run tomorrow, which will be 30 minute easy running. Then 50 minutes at marathon pace plus 10 seconds, so that'll be around 6:45-ish, 6:50 per mile pace for me, and then 30 easy. And then I'm just starting to get into my marathon training, but I'll get seriously into that when I'm back from Kenya at start of February, leading up to my marathon at the end of at the end of April. So that's been my week. How about you, Alison? So you're into marathon training. Yeah,
0: so I was excited to start my marathon training on Monday, on New Year's Day. So it was five miles easy. And I think last week I was saying that it shouldn't be a problem to do those five miles because, you know, it was just five miles. But I did actually feel like I didn't want to go out. But it was all right in the end. And I actually felt really good. And even my back injury is feeling lots better. Touch wood, yeah. Fingers crossed, and uh, um, and all that. But um, you know, I don't want to speak too soon. But yeah, it felt pretty good. So that was great. So yeah, did five miles at eight fifty four pace. So yeah, easy pace, and that felt really good. Then the next day, the track session wasn't on because it's at school, and school was still off. So I did that on my own and in, in the streets. So it was five times 800, and we were talking a bit about Yazos, weren't we? What are they called? Yazo 800s. And you were saying that if you can do 10, so I'm sort of aiming for something between 320, 325, I need to be doing my 800s at that sort of time. So I had a look at that. Usually I just go off pace, and obviously I just go as quick as I can. So I did, they were a bit up and down because they were on the streets, but I did, them sort of on average like 323 something like that so I was quite pleased with that so if I can get that down just a little bit to 320 and increase those reps up to 10 then
1: with all your long runs and all that sort of stuff it should indicate you're in the in the right sort of shape for what you want to do yeah yeah great
0: so then I had a rest day on Wednesday and then Thursday I did an easy six miles and I've incorporated strides into that run just to kind of keep a bit of sort of speed in the legs sort of thing and then this morning I've been out and I've done my long run and what I'm going to do it's a deviation from the plan on paper but it's incorporating two of the runs that are on the plan so I'm doing my I'm going to put my tempo run into my long run so the tempo element of it is going to long run so it said on the plan 10 miles easy just completely so all of it easy but what I did was I did I did a 10 mile run and three of those miles in the middle were at marathon pace okay so I think I did about 734 so my marathon pace is 740 but I think that it was kind of a bit up and down so you know it was there and thereabouts so I've done that so then I've just got two runs left this week so I'll do they'll probably just be a couple of easy runs the next couple of days so great yeah so that's my first week of marathon training done
1: and all of that's on Strava if anyone wants to have a look yeah so for the main topic today then Alison as you did in the said in the introduction we're going to talk about hills now hills as part of training is something that probably most people will be familiar with. They might have tried, they might be thinking about trying. So we, I think we're going to talk a little bit about why you would bother and perhaps some of the benefits of hills and then go into three different ways that you might integrate hills into your running training and, and why you would do that. And so first of all, a question for you, Alison, why would you kind of do hill running as part of training or why have you done it?
0: Well, you know, I'm not that into hills really in general, but I know that they're good for just strength, I think, during the marathon, for instance. So um, a couple of years ago, I did do hill training specifically during marathon training. And I think what I found was that when it came to the marathon, any sort of even like, you know there were't massive inclines. it was Manchester Marathon, so it's pretty flat, but anything that was like an incline, it just felt really easy compared to what I'd done in previous training. I'd like always come to any sort of incline in a marathon like oh, I've really gotta like dig in now and get up this this incline. whereas when I'd done quite a lot of hills hill training during my marathon training, that just felt easy just I felt quite strong, so that's kind of why. Why I would do it. But I I think previously I'd never done it because we live in quite a hilly area. I just thought, well, I can just rely on my normal runs, having enough hills in Mm. them. And to be honest, I think I've probably neglected hills in the last year or so. So it might be something that I need to pick up a little bit more.
1: Okay, so interesting you're saying about strength there. So, um, and we'll come on when we st- we'll use the term hills generically, but we'll come on to the different ways that you integrate hills into your training and, and different lengths and that sort of thing. But we're talking about uphill running as part of training, specifically targeting that. Evidence suggests it can operate like strength training, so it op- it it will strengthen muscles in a different way and that you are using in a different way to your normal sort of running on the flat or on a track or on a treadmill. Um, so that sort of strength strength training is really important and it can really build power in particularly in the glutes and the calves and hamstrings and hip flexors and it kind of gives you that leg strength that will benefit your overall running. Another benefit that you can get from Hills, the evidence suggests, is it improves your cardiovascular capacity. So, and the reason for this is kind of when you, you when you're running uphill, probably a bit equivalent to your interval training. The kind of oxygen demand on your muscles increases, and your heart rate rises, and you have to work harder. Therefore, over time, those hill workouts will be will perform a sort of equivalent function of interval training. But it, you're probably doing it in addition to your interval training, so mm. it's not instead of you. You're building it into your um, into your weekly. Work- weekly uh, training routine and it can really improve your kind of cardiovascular capacity to so your heart and lungs increase your stroke volume and obviously enable you to get fitter from a cardiovascular perspective and therefore your ability to uh, build your kind of endurance and your fitness increases.
0: Yeah and another benefit that I've heard about that I think did work for me when I was doing a lot of hills is that it forces you to have good form So, you know, there's lots of different things you can do on the flat. You know, you can think about improving your form, but it can be kind of a bit complicated and a bit, you know, it takes a lot of sort of cognitive power, doesn't it, to think about how you increase your form when you're running on the flat. Whereas when you're doing hills, it's sort of a natural thing, isn't it, that happens?
1: Yeah, so yeah, I definitely agree. So, yeah, when you're on the flat, it's difficult to think about putting your foot in the right position, pushing off from your foot and all that sort of stuff but yeah like you say running uphill sort of forces that that knee drive and that good posture how do you avoid like that hunch that sometimes you do see people sometimes running uphill sort of hunched over because I...
0: yeah so I think when when I first did started doing hills it was under the guidance of one of the running coaches Dave from the from our running club. And he kind of gave us a bit of a, a talk about how, you know, how to go about it and that sort of thing. And he's done really quick marathons, like 220 something, you know, and. He knows what he's talking about, and he really wears by hills as one yeah. of like the key. Yeah, so I suppose like you've got to do a long run, a you know. Core but a component hills is like right yeah. up there with like the the key things that you need to do to what get did a good marathon say, time. So, in terms of form, he was saying like you need to keep your head up, looking towards the top of the hill. So you're focusing on where you you're going to. So I think that prevents you from hunching so, forward. Yeah, you yeah, keep keeping your head, your, head, up. your weight of yeah. your head kind of
1: upright just, up, just yeah.
0: right yeah just keep keep your sort of body sort of straight I guess
1: and keeping your chest forward and back straight
0: yeah yeah but I think that you naturally do that when you're running uphill anyway
1: I mean I've got a tendency to hunch but that tends to be when I've been running up a hill for a longer period mm. of time and it mm. will come on to that and particularly in longer races often trail races where a hill might be you might be traveling up a hill for 10, 15 yeah. minutes. I, I've i got a tendency to sort of hunch over to the right, right hand side.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: But it, but it's interesting because I do know that if, and this becomes difficult mentally, particularly if there's a long race where you've been on your feet a long time. But when you do think, why am I hunched over? This It's almost like the hunching, you think is helping you, but it's actually hindering you. And you are able to kind of raise you, put your back straight and lift your head up. It almost feels like a weight being lifted yeah, off it's your shoulders. Yeah, easier then. Yeah, yeah, feels a lot easier. So it's but it, trying to remember that uh, it's easy. It's perhaps easier when you're uh, fresh. So if you're doing a training yeah, run with yeah. some hills, it's probably easier. It's that long when you've been on your feet a long time, mm-hmm. trying not to. Sort of develop that bad posture from tiredness, I guess.
0: Yeah, so I guess when you're doing hill reps, each rep you're concentrating on all that, aren't you? You know, you're looking at that point at the top of the hill. And he also used to say run across the top of the hill as well. You know, so I guess if you if you're running to a point at the top of a hill, but you're then you start thinking that you're getting towards it. Um, you probably have more of a tendency to start sort of slowing down and sort of leaning into it, aren't you? But if you kind of keep, you know, you're aiming to go beyond just over the top, yeah. you know, not, you know, way over the top, <laughs> not just keep going forever, a forest grump or something, but you, yeah. you know, just like a couple of meters across the top, then I guess you keep your posture all, all the way to the top of the hill. Yeah. And now we've got a friend as well that Steve in, he was, a really good 10k runner and he always used to say that as, as well that people have a tendency to stop at the top of a hill because they're exhausted but you should just keep going across mm. over the top so, of the and hill.
1: so are you talking about that for in a race That's or sort of more in, in, a, a,
0: in a race or a, on a, rather, on, than on a run, rather than hill yeah, well, reps rather than training reps so yeah
1: yeah it's interesting I, I, i've heard that what you said with steve and i've heard it elsewhere that you when you re- particularly in a race, so you might have a hill you're running up, you see the top. When you get to the top, put 10 quick strides in off the top of the hill. Yeah. And so deliberately thinking about 10 quick strides mm. and that will maintain or increase your pace probably because you've put... It's about maintaining the effort. So you've put your race effort up the hill, and then you want to keep that same effort, but make sure you increase your speed because then you're probably going flat or down yeah. the other side of the hill. So yeah. it's a similar sort of thing.
0: Yeah, because I think it's because people tend to lose what they've gained on the hill yeah. because they are they've put it all in relieved. on the hill. Yeah, they're relieved, and then like, yeah. oh, I can have a rest going down the other yeah. side. But you want to sort of capitalize on what you've gained up the hill so i guess you can practice that in when you're doing your hill reps can't you you
1: can um then there were just a couple of other benefits i think are worth mentioning so and these are connected to speed i guess um so so it's about a hill reps can increase your cadence because going up a hill you're going to be taking shorter strides naturally Mm -hmm. shorter and quicker strides that again that's kind of a it's not necessarily something you're deliberately thinking about it's something that's happening by the nature of you going up the hill that can that gives you some practice increasing your running cadence and now there's a lot written about running cadence and an ideal number and it's i think you know around 180 is quoted as a kind of you know good cadence for elite runners or something like that whereas But clearly, shorter people like me have got a high cadence. So mine can be around like 200. Taller people like you, it's probably a bit less than that. And watchers often will record it, won't they? Or Mm. or heart rate monitors can record your cadence. So you can look at, at what yours is if you've got one of those devices. But I guess if you want to increase your speed two ways to do it are either increase your leg turnover or increase your stride length so doing hill reps will help with one of those it will help you increase your cadence over time so it's Mm. it will help be a function of increasing your speed so again plays a vital role a vital role in training and then one final thing I want to mention was like and you probably you touched upon it at the start I think so so we've talked about strength form cadence speed uh, cardiovascular fitness all of those benefits that come from doing hill hill uh, hill running but y- you also said something which i think is probably a, b- a bit about mental strength whereas then you so you physically felt good when you approached a hill at manchester mm-hmm. marathon so the hills were probably a bit smaller than you've been training but yeah. what about the how did it work mentally did did that have an impact
0: Yeah I think obviously it gives you confidence doesn't it that you know if there's going to be a hill that you you know you've been up that hill you've repeated it hundreds of times or whatever in your training so you know that you can do it and like you say you've got the physical strength to do it but also the confidence so I think a lot about running and especially in races is about thinking that you can do it isn't it having the confidence to do it and that you can do things at a certain pace so yeah definitely think that it it helps in that respect
1: yeah and I think like all these things what is training for most people training is a function of trying to make adaptations in your fitness and ready for a race and I guess the training wants to relate to the race you're doing so I think what we're saying is for all the reasons we've described hill running is beneficial whatever most races will likely have some hills in them even races that are so-called flat Mm. usually have a few ups and downs and therefore you know, tra- practicing some hills is going to be beneficial. Clearly, as the races that you're doing get hillier, the practice that you're going to do might change a little bit. Mm. OK, so shall we go into our three specific types of hill training? Yeah. So why don't you talk about the type kind of typical hill training that you did for um, Manchester Marathon? I think it was not last year, but the year before.
0: Yeah. So as I mentioned, it was one of the coaches from our running club, Dave, that introduced... The hill towards so there's a, a hill in Sheffield not too far from where we live, and it's it's Can you pretty pretty, it? pretty steep. I don't know. Do you know what the gradient is on it? Oh, so yeah, so the gradient of the hill is just under thirteen percent. So that's quite steep, isn't it? Yeah, it, it did feel quite steep running up it. So, so you probably
1: so, wouldn't want to be doing anything steeper than that what I've read recommends around 10% good for a hill yeah so no steeper than that yeah yeah
0: and it was about a fifth of a mile
1: okay in
0: length yeah um I don't know what that is in meters do you
1: so around about 300 meters Yeah. yeah
0: okay 300 meters so yeah and it was taking so
1: a bit more but yeah
0: the aim was to kind of do it in sort of two minutes ish but it was sort of two, two minutes 13 to two minutes 20 ish. I think it was taking me each time. So, and the, and then you just, so you went up the hill as fast as you could, keeping your, you know, your form looking up and whatnot. And then, on the way down just jog it gently down to the bottom so just as slow as you like to get back to where you were and that was taking about 1 minute 40 to get back to the bottom and then obviously repeat it so we started off with i think i think we might have started off with only about four doing four hills and then the next week we'd increase it to five six and so on and what dave suggested when he when he started the the hill sessions was that we go up so you'd start four five six and then the following week you drop down to maybe five and then go six seven eight and then you go back down to seven eight, eight nine and then um you drop Ten. down
1: oh, right. and then
0: so yeah so eventually I'd, I ended up doing 10 so the my the longest one that I did was 10. 10, so repetitions. 10 reps yeah. of the hill. So that was my last session before Manchester Marathon was 10 reps of the hill.
1: And so you were doing one hill session per week yeah. through the 16 week yeah. from yeah. 16 week training period. Yeah, I think okay.
0: I, d- I didn't, during the taper, I didn't do hills. So maybe the last two weeks Okay, up so you perhaps did 12 or 13 sessions yeah. or something. Yeah.
1: And did you find that you were able to either maintain or increase your speed so so decrease the time it took you to get up the hill even though the number of hill repetitions was increasing so did you keep so as it went from four to ten in that the way you described were you able to keep the kind of same pace or improve it a little bit
0: I wasn't able to get any quicker going up the hills. Not really. All, they were always quicker at the start of the session. Obviously, okay. hills one, one, yeah, one and two were always quicker. And then it sort of, you know, as you get you get to the end of the session, it takes longer to get up the hill. And then maybe the last one, you you can like put it in because you know it's the last session, the last hill of the session, and kind of maybe increase the the pace a little bit there. But in general. What I tried to do was I couldn't really get any faster up the hill, but as the reps went up to maintain that sort of pace, and I was able to do that from like four to ten over those those weeks.
1: And that, I presume that was the aim, so it wasn't necessarily about getting quicker, it was about building up your endurance and the number of hills you could do in a session. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that was the main objective, yeah.
1: And then there's an interesting thing about pace, so this is almost would you describe this as a run where kind of pace goes out the window so mm-hmm. your overall so you, for, for your run where you did 10, 10 hills your last one you did your overall pace for the whole distance was 11 and a half minute mile pace mm-hmm. so on the face of it you think well what that how is that pace ben, beneficial to me but clearly it's about the effort that you're putting up the hill so almost forget that you weren't thinking oh I'm you know, looking at, oh, I'm doing a 12-minute mile or anything like that. You're just thinking about, I've got to get to the top of that hill, looking at it and thinking, can I do it in my two minutes that that I'm aiming
0: for? Yeah, that was the main objective that I would just, you know, I knew it was around two... Two minutes 10 to, you know, to between 2.10, 2.20, something like that. And just to kind of maintain it around about that for all the reps. And what I used to do was I'd run from where we, we live kind of on top of a hill. And the hill that I ran up was sort of on the other side of the valley. So I'd run downhill from our house down. And it was like a mile and a half so or a bit something of a warm like up. that as a yeah. warm up. And I'd just do that in whatever pace. And then I'd run... It was kind of run up a bit to start to the bottom of the hill, if you know what I mean. Run up a hill to the bottom of the hill. Yeah, otherwise I'd be running uphill for a mile, which I didn't want to do. Yeah. So I get to the position of the hill. Do the reps. And then it was like a little way down, but then it was like steeply up
1: so yeah, back to
0: our house. So to get an
1: extra hill in So, to, yeah, to the, so the end of the, the session. Yeah,
0: the end of the session was like a kind of double hill, you know, but it would, I would just do it at whatever pace. Yeah. But kind of, yeah, like it's interesting what you say about pace, because I guess at the time I would be doing like, you know, something like, a track session or whatever and you think you finish and think oh wow I've run, been running really fast today and you know that yeah. should help my fitness and it was really tiring it was really hard. You're looking hard. at the watch all the yeah, time looking and at the watch trying and to target like, your paces. Mm, yeah. And You're looking and you're kind of saving it in Strava and it's six something or other and you're like pleased with yourself. Whereas this is
1: nothing like With that.
0: hills I, I don't think I ever felt like that I just felt a bit like oh that was really tough and you know it's two minute two minutes Thirteen, any good to, to get up a hill? I felt like I'm really slow, but sort of in hindsight, looking at it, there's like gradient adjusted pace in Strava, and it shows that for that first hill on that those reps, my pace was twelve, nearly thirteen minute mile pace, but my gradient adjusted pace in Strava was actually seven eleven, so that's like a ten k pace. So it it is actually. It's hard work and you are working hard. So I guess you just need to like forget about all the all the data in Strava for that, don't you?
1: You do. And so that's interesting. So if people use Strava, not everyone does, but people do, you can look. I'm not sure it might be a paid feature yeah, actually. So, um, But it gives you an equivalent pace that if you were running that on the flat or downhill or whatever. So a grade adjusted pace. So that's quite a neat feature for understanding... I mean, if you're running hills, you're probably the you hard, just, aren't they? So you, just you, you just do it off feel. Yeah, you just put in the effort. But, uh, in. But for those people who like the data and the assurance that even though my actual pace is slow, is this benefiting me? That's kind of a good indicator that it really is. Okay, so so that's kind of traditional hill training: two minutes up, n- numerous times, and build them up through your training plan. I just wanted to talk about something that I've tried a little bit of and I've talked to a few other people about. A couple of people who I've been helping with some coaching and, and my coach has given me and that's like hill sprints or hill blasts. So have you heard of those?
0: I hadn't before you mentioned them, no, no.
1: No, no, I hadn't. And But there is quite a bit of information about them if you search around because I was like, what are these things? How is this going to help? So hill blasts are literally, you're talking hill sprints of kind of anything 8 to 12 seconds. So you did hear that right, <laughs> 8 to 12 seconds. And you'd think, oh, like, how hard can that be, mm. So sort of sprinting up a hill for like, you know, 10 seconds and then recovering for a similar amount of time to you described, 2 minutes to 2 minutes 30, just a walk or a very gentle jog and then repeat that and, again, build it up. So you would first time you were doing that, you would just do 4 and you might build it up to kind of 10 at the most. So, yeah, so that's a different way of doing hills. So a few advantages are you don't need to find a long hill i think the gradient needs to be about the same anything around 10 percent is fine so something similar to you described or maybe a slightly shallower hill you can you can incorporate them into any run so an advantage of this particular type of hill sprint it brings some of the benefits of other hill running and i'll come on to those specifically in a minute but it what it doesn't do is produce uh, lactate so in the Interval sessions like the one you describe or the hill session you describe or a typical track interval session will produce lactic acid that you will need to then recover from. It might take a couple of days before you can do another workout. Whereas this sort of hill sprints, you could incorporate these into any easy run, a bit like strides uh, that Mm -hmm. we've talked about in the past. You can build these in and they will bring some of the benefits of hill running without you really worrying about you can do a long run the next day. You can do your intervals. You can do track the next day. So that is a really uh, big benefit. Mentally, I think they're quite good because you're not stressing out, thinking, "Oh, I've got, I'm going to have to run up that two-minute hill five times, six mm. times." You're talking like you know a minute's worth of hill running or something like that incorporated into an easy run. So, have you ever tried? Have you ever tried them?
0: Mm, only very briefly, yeah. Not, not in, not properly. No.
1: And what do you? Do you what were you what do you think
0: well I think the first time I gave it a go was when I had my injury and I thought oh this this won't be very difficult but I found it really difficult and I had like quite a lot of like doms the next day from from doing it so I was a bit surprised really that something that was had not taken very long had kind of you know produced this kind of doms the next day but I guess it's a bit like a hit you know.
1: It's exactly like hit. yeah. It's the same kind of principle. So it gets your heart rate really up, really quickly. So it mm. gives you that again, that cardiovascular benefit that we talked about. Hills have in general, you don't produce the lactic acid, so therefore you're not as fatigued. And also they kind of have that same benefit in terms of running form. So you you're sprinting up a hill, so you kind of pushing up and building that core strength in your in your as well as your kind of uh, your your quads and your glutes the other benefit it can give and again this is particular to all hill running but particularly this sort of hill sprints is it builds those, recruits those fast twitch muscle fibres in the same way doing really fast sprinting would, but it has the, you know, it brings the other benefits of hill running practice preparation that might be beneficial to a race. So it gets those builds those fast twitch muscle fibres that will be really helpful for, uh, for different types of running and increasing your speed yeah so credit to my coach Daz who's kind of taught me a lot about hill blasts and so it's so definitely beneficial you can incorporate them into easy runs and it's about kind of everything keeping upright and moving in straight lines and you you meant to feel like as if you're kind of floating up the hill so you're not hunched over running sort of into the hill you're sort of running going keeping your body sort of the same angle you know mm-hmm. keeping it upright as you move up the hill and also you can do a bit of a, a drill to prepare for the hill in the same way you would do you do a lot of exercises at track don't you yeah. to get ready for your sprints there's hill warm-ups you can do on youtube that you can find that will prepare you for hill running so they'll get you get the most and enable you to do those hill sprints you know whether you're doing four four times or eight nine ten times so they're definitely beneficial highly recommend anyone to kind of try and incorporate into a run and perhaps they're a bit more if you're completely new to hill running they're perhaps a bit less daunting than the uh, longer hill uh, hill reps you you described yeah so eight ten seconds four times two to two minute thirty jog in between so either of those approaches we've described the hill sprints or the longer hill reps you can incorporate those into training providing you can find a hill so is there anything else? Any other thoughts, Alison?
0: Yeah, I think that one thing that sometimes stops people, and you know, it can be a bit difficult. Is it can be a bit sort of embarrassing, can't it? Just running up and down the same hill all the time. From and sometimes you get comments from people that live on on the hill. On the hill yeah, and sometimes it's nice stuff. Like I made a friend on my hill during that period he used to come out and show me um like photograph albums and things a uh, retired guy oh
1: what <laughs> yeah of oh, what was in the photograph albums oh, things, you know things running that related. he'd done.
0: yeah as well walking and running related mm. like tr- some hiking that he'd done in different countries and he mm. would ask me about what i was doing and things like that so yeah you know and it's, um but there was other people that probably thought you know they come out the house and wonder what you're doing and things like that. obviously you can do what you want running up and down a road but you know the it's it's it can be a bit weird and
1: get those knees up and all that yeah, sort of stuff yeah and
0: also if if you have to go in the evening cars are coming up mm. and down it can be a bit problematic so there are a few things to think about but when you go for a run and you you're just running along a road you're kind of not necessarily going to see the same person again are well, you but when you're, you're, you're <laughs> talking to someone who
1: runs all his intervals on oh, a true. brown hill lane yeah. which is a 0.85 mile stretch mm. of road which i run backwards and forwards on every week twice a week and in fact I did someone we know I saw on there, and I kept seeing them. They were walking a dog, and I kept seeing them one way and the other. Oh, yeah. And then they mentioned to you yeah, that they they'd did. seen me, and they thought...
0: that thought you were weird. I think yeah. that was the quote. But, um, I'm owning there it. Aren't, I'm owning I know, the weirdness. But there, aren't any, there aren't any houses no, on there. No, or there my... are
1: only... Oh, many cars. Yeah, no.
0: yeah. so this, this road that I used to run up and down it, you know, is residential. So, yeah, so there's that to think about. And there's you... finding the right hill, isn't there?
1: there is yeah so, with the right kind of gradient yeah. not too shallow not too yeah. steep right that can be, right be quite distance.
0: tricky yeah. even even in Sheffield where we live we've got well it's seven hills but there's a lot more than that aren't there yeah yeah I'm not, yeah it's, it seems yeah, to be yeah yeah but um <laughs> you, even in Sheffield there's quite it can be quite difficult finding the the right hill so it's but if you ask around people that do hill reps, they probably can point out a few hills that that are quite frequently used. There's a few there's a few in Sheffield that people use. And we went out the other week, didn't we, we to did. do um, a sort of hill session, um, which is kind of going round in circles around a bunch of hills. So yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of some of the, the things you need to think about.
1: And running clubs often will do a hill session, mm-hmm. won't they? So you might overcome the finding and the embarrassment if you're going with a group and also hills are quite good for varied abilities aren't they because you know you, you're not running off from each other literally mm-hmm. you run to a spot you're doing your reps up and down your hill and it so it doesn't matter if someone's doing it in one minute 30 someone else is doing it in two minute 30 and jogging to the bottom because once you've all done your seven eight ten hill reps or whatever yeah. the different you're all going to be together and I suppose you not. you might
0: do different you might do reps. one person might yeah. do
1: seven one person might do five or whatever so it's yeah. a good way of it's, it's a good club activity mm. that can bring different people of different abilities together yeah okay so then the final thing we just wanted to say a little bit about is hill running in preparation for races so typically road races on on the whole are flat aren't they you know they might have a few hills like we've talked about but the hill training we've described will support that what about like trail races often off road up and down hills or mountains places like the lake district obviously there's some really serious climbs and things like Lakeland races bob graham rounds you know you're talking you're going thousands of feet up and down what about preparing for those
0: yeah i think you probably need to incorporate that sort of terrain into your runs don't you in in that case so you need to go out and run the routes that are hilly routes that are undulating routes that are similar but also you could go and find like A mile long hill, couldn't you, in the Peak District, and run up it like Wind Hill or something? Yeah, there's one near
1: us, Wind Hill. It's called. Um, People do
0: reps up there, but I mean that isn't for everyone, is it? It's quite onerous. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, So that that one we've described, I think you go up about something like a kilometre, maybe a bit less and a bit more, sorry. And it's about a thousand feet. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing that. 10 times up and down, you're going to really cover kind of thousands of feet of climbing for not that much distance. So again, it's kind of obvious then, isn't it? So you want to, if you're doing longer races that are going to be in the hills, you want to create, recreate your Mm -hmm. training that will benefit that, isn't it? Whether that's the repeating the same hill or finding some longer hills that you might run up, you might walk up Mm -hmm. to get that same sort of benefit for your body so that when you do it on the race day, it won't be alien to you. Yeah. And what about then if like there isn't any hills where you live? You live in somewhere that's really flat, (laughs) like... (laughs) Lincoln, Lincolnshire, yeah. is, is that, well, what, Paula was from Lincoln, yeah. probably got that wrong, but there are places that, that it, it really flat, particularly if you're trying to do what I've just described, you want to train for a hilly race, what mm. would you do?
0: If people go to the gym, they can put a gradient on a treadmill, can't they? And I've seen athletes that Do do, you know, mountain races and stuff. That's what they do, don't they? It's part of their training. Obviously, they go out and actually run up hills, but sometimes they're not big enough for some of the races that, you know, are in the Alps or whatever, or, you know, the American ones. So they use a treadmill, but not everyone's got a gym membership, have they?
1: No, no. That Matt, who did the CCC race... The year before me, who I spoke to to get a bit of advice, particularly around training, he'd said he'd done that, put the treadmill on maximum and, and spent an hour walking up it, mm. and I was like thinking, is that is that helpful? And he said it really helped, made a big difference. Right. And that, and we even live somewhere that's reasonably hilly, yeah. but but only hilly in respect of like a few hundred feet at a time, rather than a few thousand, which. The race was more like thousands of feet yeah. in one go, rather than hundreds.
0: Another thing you could do is if you find some steps to go up and down, that could be equivalent. You know, again, that's something that you'd have to make sure you weren't being prevented from getting up and down by, you know, lots of people being around. Um, but I've seen people do that. As I mean, I've seen people do that just as like a hit. Activity going up and down steps outside, you
1: know. Rocky,
0: uh, oh, did he? Oh, yeah, he he runs up some steps. Yeah, I don't don't think I've even watched Rocky, but
1: you know what I'm talking about. (laughs)
0: About that end bit where he he likes all that cheering and runs up the
1: steps. Yeah, I think it is that part of his training, yeah, part of his training, is it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but like if you've got like a bridge or something over a, a I don't know a motorway bridge or something yes. somewhere flat yeah, would have yeah. something like that. Yeah, or a rail bridge or something. I guess you could run up and down there if there wasn't lots of pedestrians. Stairs on it.
1: at home, or is that kind of uh, got limited benefit? Do you no, think?
0: I reckon that's okay. It's just if you get if you get bored i think it? that was a bit
1: of a lockdown challenge that some people yeah, did going back yeah. some years now running up you know doing this the old kind of stair marathons and things yeah. like that okay and ov- obviously you can travel you know yeah. people do do that mm-hmm. don't they you know we we live close to the peak district people travel there i know people who for some of the um late district challenges like bob graham's a good example they'll travel yeah. to the late district for a, A day, you know, or a weekend and go and train, drive, have a day out in the hills, get, get as much sort of time on the feet as they can. And I suppose the other thing to mention with hill running for hillier races... It becomes, again, less about distance, less about pace, more about time travelling uphill. Mm -hmm. It's recreating those hours on your feet going upwards, even if that's kind of walking. It it doesn't matter. It's building that muscle memory and that mental strength, really, so that when it comes to the race, uh, you'll be ready.
0: Yeah, so I think we've covered everything we can around hills, haven't we, for this episode? So I think that's it for today, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and any questions, comments, feedback on this episode, get in touch, runningpartners@outlook.com or any of the, the other ways that we've talked about it, you can find in the show notes and we hope you enjoyed it today. Oh, just to mention the next couple of episodes... I think we're going to pre-record and upload, so they'll be slightly different. And the reason for that is I'll be in Kenya for two weeks, so so it won't there won't be quite the same with running of the week, I don't think. But mm-hmm. um, um, but we'll make sure these two episodes, and they'll probably both be a little bit shorter than normal. But they will be up there on the following two Mondays after this one. Um, so do look out for those, and then. When I'm back from Kenya, hopefully I'll have some uh, an interview with, with Stazza over there and, and uh, other bits of feedback from that experience as well that we'll weave into future episodes.
0: Thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Running Partners. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave us a rating or review, tell your friends and help us build the Running Partners community. You can email us at runningpartners@outlook.com with any comments, questions, feedback, or topics you want us to discuss on future episodes. You can find us on Instagram at 26.2 and gris running, and we're also on Strava, and all the links are in the show notes. See you soon for the next episode of Running Partners.